Hello, and welcome to Enterprise Endpoint Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Burnett, and our guest today is Cole McDonald. Howdy. Hey, Cole. Thanks for joining us. So before we talk about uh, anything current, I want to talk about some former tech company that you had okay. in 1990 doing something very novel at the time, web development. How yeah. did that go? Poorly. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, about two or three years too early to market. And our company actually failed because nobody had enough access to the internet from their homes. Yeah, right, right. Which, I mean, to, to look back, we were absolutely right. We were just right too early. Yeah, I was in IT at NASA, and we didn't really get internet on our computers till 95. Yeah. 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 It, it was, so we were doing, we were seeking out companies and doing websites for companies saying, within a couple of years, being on the web first is really going to give you an advantage, and they disagreed with us because it wasn't the yellow pages. It wasn't right, the newspaper. Right, yeah. And it was still very much a paper world. Um, I, I've met one other person who said they were doing web development around the same time from the Minneapolis uh -huh. area. We were up at the yeah. same cloud. And um, we're not sure who started first. Because right. when, you, when you looked for that kind of thing, you're like, I, I wonder who else is doing this. And you look in the yellow pages. And I know we weren't in them. They uh -huh. probably weren't either at the weren't time. Weren't either, yeah. So, all right, well, props to you. Pre-Netscape Navigator. Mosaic and Mac <laughs> Web, yeah. Well, you had the right idea. You just needed a few years of no-profit funding I, to get, like to to get say, there. Yeah. I like to say that the industry is there because we put it there. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm there <laughs> so who are you now? What is your company? What is your title? What do you do? I am the uh, Senior Technical Analyst at Beyond Impact. Um, we are an ERP host, multi-tenant host. Uh, so companies that want an ERP solution, so like uh, financial software or um, uh, pack and ship kind of software. Um, okay. And, and you work with Microsoft. You're a Microsoft, We're a Microsoft partner. Gold so you make partner. money. Yep. You're gold partner. Oh, no yep. messing around. You make money uh, reselling their software and then selling consulting services to people. So is that essentially right? Yes. Okay. And, and, and not just as consulting, but we also host them and manage their hosting. So we're doing kind of ERP as a service. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, also, I want to <laughs> just, I didn't realize that your company was named Beyond Impact, and yeah. it strikes me as a great title for a Star <laughs> Trek movie. Be Beyond cool. Impact. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice work on that. So, today we're going to talk about SCOM. We're going to do a SCOM primer. Cool. SCOM stands for System Center Operations Manager. Okay. And what can you do with SCOM? Um, I like to think. Pretty much anything. All right, let's uh, narrow that yeah. down a little. Yeah, yeah, that's let's probably <laughs> a good thing. Um, SCOM is a monitoring package. That's that's how it's. So it's a monitoring package. Let's talk about yeah. the why. Why does yeah. somebody want SCOM? Like, for example, uptime. Is it going to help them maintain uptime in their servers, their PCs, their devices, their network? Yes. Um, it's it's not quite as good as some other solutions for network, but it does have uh, the ability to track resources on the network. And by track resources, um, what it will do is it collects uh, performance data from um, devices on your network. Okay. Um, so PCs, servers, uh, network hardware, um, fan temperature, the the. Network a million speed, other things. And, and what about software? What about stuff. interactions between software components? 
it it does, and it's very extensible. Um, mm -hmm. And but that's and not so its native meat and potatoes purpose, or is it kind of? It's more of a launching platform for stuff that gets developed to do the monitoring. Got it. Okay, so you would build your own stuff to monitor those software components, yep. and SCOM would manage yeah, and there's all actually, the tracking of everything. As far as SCOM goes, um, it is kind of an empty vessel with ties to the rest of your environment. Okay. And then when you get it, it comes with specific... Um, uh, management packs is what they're called, specific chunks of software collections that are put together to manage specific things in your environment. Okay, now one thing, I saw your session and you talked a lot about historical data. Um, yeah. So we're going to go more into the alerting, monitoring, etc. But you mentioned the importance of historical data. Why do you need that? It's like over with. It's just starting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, um, OMS is um, a thing that can do log analytics and you know you can look at that historical data on a graph and say it looks like every Thursday we have a spike in our CPU usage. Why? Okay, so you just said OMS? Yes. So you're going to have to explain to us what, what you're talking about now. OMS is the cloud um, monitoring solution. It's not the same as SCOM. SCOM is a much more robust package mm -hmm. um, for doing all of the things that it does. OMS gathers the data and makes graphs from it. They're starting to add pieces that can trigger events, which SCOM already does. I see. And it, it seems to me that within um, the Azure world, they're working on adding all of the pieces and parts that make up SCOM. Okay, so why are you mentioning OMS in a SCOM primer? Just because there's that we, we shift going use, on. Yeah, there is the shift going on right now. There's the, the big push to move to the cloud, and we mm -hmm. actually do have a couple of our customer environments that we use both. Okay. And so they can look at the OMS data and, and do exactly that as say, um, as we're looking at our big data um, history, we can see that this particular server has problems at this time of day. Okay, right every, right. every Friday or every Thursday, and we can look and go, well, that's when all of your users from a specific region are logging in. Right, and right. Go, oh, okay. Okay. Or do we need to reprovision at that time? Right? So you, you can make business determinations based off of that data. You can make operational determinations based off that data. But to be clear, you mentioned OMS, but SCOM can do the same thing. SCOM does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, great. The, the neat thing about SCOM right now is that you can use it to trigger those actions. You're starting to be able to do that with OMS. But not so much. Right now, if you want to actually create a lot events of, based on yeah, events, SCOM is There's what's a lot of established that. stuff in SCOM that does that already. Okay. In OMS, you'd have to build it yourself across the board. Got it. So okay. It's, I'm sure it's going to get there. And um, real-time right. alerting. So that's yeah. the history. Now, Real-time alerting, is it really just when stuff breaks, you get to know about it? You get, uh, you get your phone blows up, or what happens? Yes, and that just happened this morning. We had a um, So you, I noticed a, you held your wrist out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got my... Because while we were preparing for this podcast, you got a SCOM alert on your Apple Watch. I did, yep. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I've got Outlook on my phone, and so my watch shows me the emails that are coming in. And so from our SCOM environment... Whenever there's an alert that needs an action, um, we push an email to our operations team 
and they get an email alert. Okay. I have it set up <coughs> so that now it shows up on my watch. But you don't just get an email alert. You no, no. filter your emails so they look better on uh, your watch. I do. We actually we used um, we used uh, Tao Yang as a developer who works in the Scum slash PowerShell slash whatever. Uh -huh. He's prolific. Uh, has done so much stuff. Look up his blog. It's amazing. Okay. Um, he made an enhanced email script, and so what that does is in Scum there's something called the command channel that when an event fires, you can have it do a command and this is how you would activate software from outside of SCOM. Uh -huh. And so he wrote a script that pulls more information from SCOM than the interface will allow you to pull from the interface. Oh, wow. From the .NET backend. Mm -hmm. And so he pulled that in and made a HTML email basically that um, goes out to, through whatever SMTP you've got set up to, to transfer your mail out. I didn't like the HTML it was doing because it didn't fit on my phone. I didn't have the watch yet, and so I scaled it back so it, the web and the HTML, that, and I started in HTML in the 90s. Right, right. And so I, I looked at it and went, yeah, you make it a little bit prettier. And so I added oh. colors to some of the fields. And nice, nice. Okay, yeah. so you're using SCOM to get better alerts about SCOM. Yep, and, on and Apple one watch. of the really cool things I'm going to be doing with it that I'm currently testing as proof of concept is I will then go and grab that historical data so that email will now contain what did the last 10 counters of CPU usage say? What did the last 10 counters of disk drive usage say? Mm -hmm. And so now you've got immediate historical data in the alert that you're shown on your watch. Right, right, right. And um, I'm also going to, since we're a multi-tenant host, we often have to contact our customers. Some of them have different contractual SLAs. And so we need to know whether it's three in the morning, this can wait till morning or has to be taken care of right now. Right, so I'm right, going to look right. up table that that email will now grab before publishing to us. And that's, that's an important point for people to get, is that because you are a Microsoft partner and you're growing a business, yeah. the reason you care to get notifications on your Apple Watch is because it affects your business. You're like trying to take care of a lot of people and yep. make them happy so you can get more people to make happy. And yeah. that's how it works. And uh, if I'm on call and in yoga, my phone's at the side of the room on silent. <laughs> I can still see it. <laughs> Fair enough. Spoken like a true professional. Um, so, and SCOM is, uh, you actually referred to it as kind of a, uh, an automation engine as well. I wasn't yeah. thinking, I was thinking monitoring and learning. I'm not thinking automation. What are you talking about? The traditional way that operations happens is, um, if you're an infrastructure person, somebody calls you and tells you, hey, I'm having problems with a thing. You go and you look and you see that their hard drive is full, you give them more drive space, or you have them delete files. Simple, right? Yeah. Um, and that is, as humans, that's the way that this has traditionally been done. Right, right. So we now have an alerting system, so rather than the, the user, the end user saying, hey, I'm out of room, mm -hmm. They don't even know what's wrong. They just know that their thing isn't working. Yeah, right? right. We have to discover that they're out of room. Now we've got an alert saying, you're at 85% disk space. You may want to look at the storage on this. You can go now to the user and say, hey, can I have you either see if you can delete some of these files? And if you can't, I'll add more space. Wow, that kind of proactive. Now, uh -huh. as an automation engine, because SCOM is part of System Center, you have access to... VMM as an on-prem on cloud host, 
right? We're doing Hyper-V uh, virtual machines using VMM. I can now trigger an event that will scale up a drive. In Azure, you can do the same thing. You trigger an event that scales up a drive. And now I, as an operations person, can continue working on the thing I'm working on instead of having to stop that, shift gears to go to f doing a break fix, okay. shift gears back to improving our company. Okay, so that's just one example. Obviously, there's many, many more. Um, yeah. And you can't just, <laughs> at some point, I guess if you were to just ex give them more space every time they hit 85%, you could have some bonehead who starts like yep. torrenting TV series yeah. or something. And they, but, but I take your point. There's a million yeah. ways you can implement and that. And the nice thing is because you're scripting the automation, you can say, this is gonna be a problem at some point. Maybe I should email the admin and say, hey, do you have space for me to bump this drive up? And I can on my watch or on my phone go, yes, no button. It then submits that back. If I've said yes, it'll then provision. If not, it'll go and go back to the user and say, no, you, you really need to delete some files. Well, that's awesome. So thank you for that, that perspective. Yeah. I didn't really see SCOM uh, in that light before. And so it's very customizable to your environment. This is something you really harp on. Yeah. What, what are you talking about when you say that? Um, out of the box, SCUM comes with a bunch of management packs. Um, and those are tuned to kind of that 80th, 90th percentile that if you plug them in, they're going to alert and it'll work. But what if you have um, a SQL server with a custom process that you know uses more CPU and mm -hmm. you're okay with it? Yeah, yeah. Committing more cores isn't going to improve it. Doing whatever isn't going to improve it. You're going to get that an alert, uh, an alert for that all the time. Right, right. And you don't necessarily want that alert all the time. Yeah. You'd rather have it just when it's over the threshold that you know is your threshold. It allows you to um, put an override on that monitor that measures that threshold. Um, it, it lets you put an override on that monitor that looks at that threshold and it will allow you to um, tune it to be for your specific needs. Got it. So the short story for here is you're going to, out of the box, you're going to get a whole mess of alerts going off and you're going to need to figure yeah. out what's important to you, yeah. turn that dial down a little, and we'll kind of go into that in a little more detail shortly. And yeah. then you mentioned the, the monitors and things like that. And let's break down this you've kind of laid out what is the object structure of SCOM, which is yep. a little bit more like of a technical thing that usually has a visual component, but we're going to try it in a podcast. Okay. What is a management pack? Right. Oh, okay. Elements of SCOM, management pack is core to everything. Um, so a management pack is an XML document that holds classes, and those classes are defined structures of, um, of what like a hard drive means. Mm-hmm what a CPU means, what a server means as uh, an object comprised of these different um, things. And so you have a class definition, and so for every server, you make an instance of that class. And so yeah. an object <coughs> is an instance of a class. Got it, okay. That's the visual on that. Um, when you're talking object-oriented object programming, an object is an instance of a class. You make a class, or right. you use a class, you make an instantiation The class of is that. the definition of what it is, and, and the, the object, object is, is an actual thing, thing. That yep. of that definition, yep. sure, sure. So that's the definition. Okay, so a management pack defines a bunch of objects that yep. you can create. Yep. And, and so 
now you talk about monitoring objects per host. Yes. Um, what, and, and I actually just ran into this this morning. I was looking at my watch earlier. You mentioned yeah. I had an alert. And, and one of the things that was happening was we were getting two of the same alert for a host that was full of drives. Uh, the drive was full. And I didn't know why. And what's happening is the same object is declared in two of the management packs defining what the volume is. And so I'm getting the same alert from the two different objects. Ah. And so what I have to do tonight is I've got to go eliminate one of those objects from that specific file server. Okay, or, With an or, or it's yeah. the last night of MMS. Maybe what you have to do is party. Just I've throwing it out there, Cole. I've heard that there may be something. <laughs> so, you know. Okay, so now you have an environment that has a bunch of objects per host. Every object yep. is assigned to a host. Could be yep. a server, could be a client, whatever. But an object doesn't exist without being uh, related to one single host. Is that right? Kind of. There, so it gets kind of gray area. Because <laughs> there's, so, there's things, um, when you're doing high availability stuff, sometimes you have an IP address that looks like a host, but what it really does in the background is it goes to the different resources behind it in a pool. And so it's currently doing a round robin or um, it has an active passive. So um, you've got a high availability, you've got a high availability um, SQL uh, cluster and that um, quorum is, I call it real or Memorex. Okay. Um, it's not real, but it thinks it's real and SCOM thinks it's real, but you can't put an agent on it to talk to everything. And what it does is it actually passes through the information from the actual real thing, which has also got its objects defined. And so you kind of have to do some, some trickery where either the quorum talks through an agent mm -hmm. as a non-real entity. Okay. It, it has to have somewhere to report. Um, or um, or a cluster does that. Um, and then if you don't want that to happen, you can put that into a group, which is another. Yeah, and that's the next thing on the list. Yeah. So let's just cover that. Groups and subgroups, yep. if I understand it correctly, basically I asked you, I said, what is the deal with groups and subgroups? These can be objects or they can be um, hosts, sets of computers, and you said kind of yes. all of that. I said yes. So basically you can organize your objects, your yeah. computers in these groups and subgroups pretty much so that you can operate on groups of things at once or set alerts on group of groups of things at once. Yeah. yeah. We have groups set up that auto-populate as soon as stuff comes on board that says, I'm looking for every object that is of a type of SQL. Okay. And so all of the SQL instances will populate in this group. But the monitor we may want to target to them is something to do with their drive space or something to do with their CPU, which was not part of the SQL object. Yes. So, okay. monitor rule task. Give me a quick definition of each. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out what I have written down. You can tell me monitor if that's right. Monitor rule task. Okay. Okay. A rule collects yes. data, yes. timed or event-based, and it can be multi-state. Is that Correct. right? Yep. Okay. And a monitor will do something with that data. Specifically, yep. it can make an event that can issue an alert. Is that Correct. right? Yep. Anything else we want to know about monitors? Um, no, they can right. be noisy. So those are the things that you have to tune. Okay, and then but I have written really down. They're really powerful because you could actually have them trigger a script. Ah. And that's where that power comes <laughs> in. Ah, right, yeah. Okay, sweet. And then a task, why don't you explain task? Because my notes say a task yep. is something that 
then I think I got an email or something during your session and the rest says, miss this, what is a task? So you tell me. Uh, a task is a specific piece of code that does something. So it can say, um, I know I'm going to be putting up a, an alert. I need to gather network data for that host. It can say, I need to check drive space and see if there's maybe logs that I can compress. I need to do something that's a remediation. Perhaps it goes in and it does a, it performs a heartbeat to make sure that the thing's still responding. So now these tasks, are they defined mm -hmm. in some sort of SCOM configuration thing? Are you kicking off PowerShell or what are you doing? Those, they can be PowerShell or Visual Basic. Um, those are defined within the management pack itself. Got it, okay, yep. and so they're defined make, in the yeah, management pack. Yeah, you can pack. make your so own really, management packs. Got it, okay. And then an override, as I understand it, an override can turn off a management pack, but it can also be scoped at an instance, class, or group level, and the management server modifies the configuration that the agent gets uh, when it calls. Yep. And, and so you've got all of these objects sitting out there. You've got a group. You've got um, a bunch of SQL things that you've defined in that group. You've got hosts. You've got all of these objects, and you've got the monitors, and you've got the rules and the override sits in the middle and says, I only want this monitor to react this way for this group of hosts. Okay. I only want this monitor to react this way for, and, and so that's how Got you tune it. the system is through the and, override. And so all these overrides, and they don't affect the source basic definition of things, they're just providing different yep, and, and implementations that's in different places. If you are just um, using SCOM out of the box, that's where you spend most of your time is making overrides. Okay, okay. Um, Breakfix, you had a really nice model of sort of how you're starting small and going bigger. You yep. had like a list of things that you're gonna check, starting with agent, proxy agent, then gateway agent, then management agent. Can you just run us down that list real quick? Yeah. Have um, you memorized my, it? Oh yeah, my, my specific, <laughs> it's my world. Um, my specific, um, the way I got into SCOM was um, the same way apparently a lot of people get into SCOM, which is what I'm finding out this week is this is your ticking time bomb. I'm working. I'm walking away from it, and so that landed on my desk, and I became the scum guy. Um, mm -hmm. And it had been managed by a bunch of people and was kind of a mess. Okay. Um, and one of the first things they said is, "We have a bunch of you know. You get like a red green indicator of it's up or down. There's also something called the gray state, which means we don't know. It's not reporting. Okay. We had a bunch of those. I see. And no one knew why. Yeah. Um, all of the things said that it was right, the service that runs, the, the um, Microsoft management agent that runs on the endpoint servers, the, the actual agent was running, reporting is running, uh -huh. and there was nothing <coughs> happening. Um, so what I did was I, I tried to figure out where the data started and where it ended. So it starts mm -hmm. with the agent at the computer, Yeah. comes either through a proxy if you've got one set up, Yeah. Um, or sorry, from a proxy to agent, yeah. agent to gateway, gateway okay. if you need one, gateway to the management server, uh -huh. management server to the database. So Got it. for okay. minimum impact, if we start at the agent and we restart that service and it comes back green or even red, we know that it's reporting again. And so that was, uh, I, that's awesome. That's a really, that's a really I mean, that powerful a, list. Everybody using SCOM should know that if they yeah. don't already, because that's yeah. gonna save you a lot of time. And, and just knowing that list in that order is, yeah. there's the MMA service here on the agent, there's the MMA service that is the gateway, 
there's the MMA service that is the management server. It's all the same service. Right, you right, You start right. with minimum impact and you work toward work out. Okay, great. And um, tuning. Yeah. You know, we said we we're going to take a little more time on tuning. Basically, you said you had cut out 3.7 million events per week by yes. looking at most common alerts, most common events. That would be the simple, like if we had a really simple pro tip, it's going to be, what are you getting way too much of? Yeah. Cut that out. Any, any alerting system has the same issue, and that is noise. Yeah. And, and noise is the reason that people end up not using, not, not the people who make and put in place the, uh, the, the actual monitoring systems, mm -hmm. but the people who have to react to them. They will make an Outlook rule that takes all of your alerts and shoves them in a folder and will never look at them, making the entire investment in time pointless. And money pointless. Yeah, I know. I'm on some mailing list that I never ever read, but right. I file. And it's exactly the <laughs> okay. same thing. So, and so <clears throat> what you need to do then is you need to find those things that are the heavy hitters in terms of noise and you need to eliminate that, them yeah. with overrides. Stop, stop getting the alerts you're never going to look at. Yep. You have two catchphrases that I love. Okay. Um, uh, one is build EWS to lower stress. Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, EWS is uh, early warning system. And so an alert, as, as we covered a little bit earlier, um, can be, hey, I'm out of drive space, I need more drive space. or it can be, I'm nearly out of drive space. And so in the, in the example that we gave earlier about a user trying to do something, being unable to, and you expand, you'd rather do it before there's a problem yeah, rather look than at, when there's a problem. And then you're like, oh, I just need to expand a thing. Look at warnings, not errors. That's Michael Nystrom did a yeah, podcast yeah. with us yesterday. And he, he's on a big you know, push to get people to stop just fixing the problem, but like fix the source of the problem. And he says, break fixes look at the warnings, yeah. not errors. Yeah, break fixes the wrong way to do this. Um, the other catchphrase you have was, and you made this one up or claim to have, I'm going to coin it to you. Okay, I'll take it. Uptime as a service. <laughs> and that's really, that's really brilliant because it's, it's a, it, your business is providing people uptime yep. and everything else is a service. And uptime really should be too, so. Yeah, and that's, that's the goal. I mean, what we do is, we, we do infrastructure as a service. Um, and, and so as an ERP host, somebody using like Dynamics AX doesn't care about the Active Directory, doesn't care about the file share, doesn't care about the SQL. Do, they don't no. want to. What they want is their accounting software in front of their users. And right, they just want people doing stuff. And you want to be able to go to the business people and say, hey, we give you uptime, and yep. here we can prove it. And you don't get that with BreakFix. All right, thank you so much You're for joining welcome. us, Cole.